hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. Intimacy. This is a topic I believe that I will truly unravel and explore the meaning of throughout the course of my life. It is a very complex concept and one that I think has been entirely misunderstood by myself and most likely by most people. What is intimacy? How? Do we see inside of ourselves? Because I don't know about you, but I've heard about this little idiom. I think it is. This is that intimacy is about into me, you see. About seeing into ourselves. About seeing into each other. And what is so ironic, what is so paradoxical is that intimacy, when you hear the term, what does that conjure up for you? It conjures up sex it conjures up eroticism it conjures up some sort of pornographic or adult imagery at least that's what it conjured up for me until i truly understood what the term means but generally when we think of intimacy we think of sex right but sex is just the very surface layer of what intimacy truly is so what is it let's get into it So if you're listening to this and you're like me and you're a love addict and you are thinking that intimacy is that super deep, intense bond and romantic connection that's been promised to us by fairy tales and like Disney movies where we meet this perfect person that looks into our eyes and completes us and completely fixes everything that's ever gone wrong and... They can basically just read your mind and provide you with everything you've ever needed or wanted because they're your person. You just have this intimate bond. They just get you. There's intimacy between you. That's what intimacy is, right? So wrong. And I wish someone had told me that intimacy is something that you establish with yourself before you can even begin to understand what it looks like with another person. Before I bent over backwards and completely ran myself into the ground chasing intimacy with people that were unavailable emotionally to establish that with me. And by understanding what intimacy truly is, I understood that my specific brand of love addiction, which is this codependent, anxious attachment, romanticized fantasy addiction with a sprinkling of sex addiction and serial monogamy. I thought that my specific brand of love addiction was the polar opposite of love avoidance, of anorectic love addiction. I thought it was the opposite and I thought that I could not relate to love avoidance at all. Little did I know that Chase 
wasting intimacy from unavailable people is actually a form of love avoidance. Therefore, whether we are love addicts or love avoidance, our addiction are all different faces of the same token. We were all in this same boat together. Isn't it lovely to not be all alone? But yeah, for me, establishing intimacy with myself really came after I'd done shadow work and I was really becoming comfortable sitting with myself in silence by myself, silencing my mind and connecting with something deeper inside of me. And truly establishing intimacy with myself began with Seeing my own worth and seeing the divine within myself. And I did this in layers. So I really started to get to know myself from the outside in. So I started with mirror work. And mirror work is a method that I have personally found extremely effective in helping me learn to love myself and to really accept my looks and see the world as a positive place, as a safe place rather than an antagonistic, judgmental place. So mirror work has really helped me with that. And it's also the first step that I took in establishing intimacy with myself. So it's based on gazing, staring at yourself in the mirror while repeating positive affirmations over a long period of time. So you do this slowly. You're not rushed at all while you're doing this. You do this while you're alone, while you're in a calm atmosphere. And you gaze at yourself slowly from the top of your head to the tip of your toes. And the essence of this practice is that the mirror basically reflects back to you all of the feelings that you have about yourself. So you become immediately aware of any feelings, emotions, or attachments you have about any specific part of whatever you're seeing in the mirror reflected back to you. So any specific part of your physical self, you can immediately feel as you're staring at that part where you are resisting yourself, where you are blocking yourself, where there is a tightness or where there is a lightness in your being, where there's tension. And all of this information is invaluable in order to really figure out and put together the masterpiece that is you, the puzzle that is your life and who you really are. So meeting yourself in the mirror is a practice that I have personally found essential in combination with positive affirmations. I have found this an essential tool to really up-level my self-love practice and increase my self-acceptance. And I'm not gonna lie, it was a little bit 
daunting at first. It's quite confrontational to just stand and stare at yourself in front of the mirror, especially if you've struggled with like body image issues as I have or any sort of like complexes or disordered eating or dysmorphia. It is very uncomfortable, but on the same token, it's also very enlightening because it kind of forces you to really look at your own shame and where you judge yourself and then it helps you release that and learn to accept yourself and send love to all of the places where you found that difficult before confronting yourself in the mirror so it all starts with really like a reflection intimacy seeing where i held myself in judgment and in shame in the mirror being reflected back to me seeing where you know my vision like lingered over certain parts of my bodies or areas that I didn't feel comfortable even looking at myself because it brought me like a sense of shame, a sense of imperfection. Once I did mirror work and identified what exactly these feelings were, seeing my reflection, what it was bringing up for me, I was able to lovingly release this judgment and this shame and then be able to fully accept being seen by my partner rather than feeling this shame and wanting to hide from myself and then by extension of that wanting to hide from him so building up a wall between us that prevented us from establishing intimacy as deeply as we have after doing my mirror work my own soul yearning to establish a connection with my mind with my ego it was god it was source energy yearning for me to acknowledge it within myself instead of searching for it externally in another that's what this craving of intimacy and this fear of intimacy which were both the same faces on different sides of the same going, right? So mirror work really helped me set out on the course of establishing physical intimacy with myself and really set me on the path to creating a much healthier relationship with my body image and with my physical self. Mirror work really helped me. And then my mental self shadow work which i have an episode about so i'm not going to elaborate further about shadow work here and then one of the greatest tools for getting to know myself and establish intimacy on an emotional level was learning to name my feelings and in the show notes here i'm actually going to link a feelings wheel that helped me so much in really understanding what I was feeling at any given moment and being able to label my feelings put a name to them and therefore they were so much less scary and had so much less power over my action emotional intimacy it's the first step to establishing emotional intimacy with yourself naming your feelings allowing them rather than suppressing them and especially if you've struggled with like substance abuse or alcohol abuse such as i have we have emotions that are literally stuck 
in our bodies they are trauma that we keep running away from you know drinking over using over acting out over but because energy cannot be destroyed it's just sitting there in our bodies until we acknowledge them rather than trying to drown them suppress them transfer them to others fuck them away drink them away shoot them up have them sucked out of you whatever your poison is your emotions your feelings they're lodged in your emotional body and they're preventing you from establishing intimacy with yourself so they need to be released they need to be acknowledged and the first step is by naming them and lovingly accepting them in order to transmute them into something positive and it doesn't matter how far down you've gone your experiences your emotions everything that you've been through can be used to help another person as long as you express them in safe spaces and let others know that they are not alone which leads me to the next layer of intimacy which is soul level intimacy truly understanding who we are on a soul level developing a sense of trust at the deepest core of our being that's what true intimacy requires and the greatest level of intimacy soul level intimacy requires the greatest amount of trust and what that means really is we can't be afraid to delve into the fabric of what exactly makes us who we are past our fears past our conditioning past our traumas we can't be afraid to delve into that and really understand our motivations and our intentions not our motivations and intentions based on what we believe we should be motivated towards but who we actually are beneath all of that it can be a little bit scary and we can actually think that we want someone else to see us at that core deep level but when we really really get to examine ourselves we might realize that we're actually afraid to even go there ourselves because we might not like what we see and that's what i mean like you have to trust yourself and have compassion and love and know that no matter what you see or feel at the core of your being you're going to be okay and you are lovable despite of it simply put intimacy is just sitting quietly with yourself to truly understand who you are beyond your thinking mind and it can be the scariest thing ever for me sitting in silence silent silence as in alone with no music on sober was one of the scariest things i'd ever done in my life and i know that sounds ridiculous but it was so scary and i didn't realize how scary it was until i actually did it i didn't realize how i needed to have music on constantly or else my thoughts would scare me I couldn't be alone with my own thoughts with no music on. I had to be around other people if it was a Friday night and I'm not working the next day. I couldn't be alone with my thoughts in my home with no one around. Sober? Are you kidding me? 
But that was the first step when I actually forced myself to do that. That was the first step of getting to know myself and eventually magnetizing the type of intimacy in my union that I had been craving my entire life. It started by fostering that deep level of intense intimacy with myself through doing something that I was so afraid to do, just sitting alone with myself for the sole purpose of moving through the fear. Because when I'm alone, I can see which thoughts come up that really scare the shit out of me and analyze the effect that they have on me physiologically, mentally, how I choose to cope with them instinctually. And then once I bring awareness to these patterns, which begins by physically just sitting alone with my thoughts, they can't control my choices anymore. They can't cause me to act out in destructive ways like if i know that i'm sitting there alone in silence a thought comes up that's hurtful to me that makes me feel like i'm not good enough for example and then my first instinct is to call someone that i know doesn't care about me but that may alleviate the pain the sting of that feeling of not being good enough but i'll eventually regret it if I just pause before reacting to that thought and choose, should I call this person or should I just sit with this thought, sit with this pain and see what might become of me if I don't react to it? See, I've created space. I've created a pause. I've created a new choice. I'm not stuck as a prisoner of this pattern that is causing me even more pain, just trying to avoid the initial pain. And then the beautiful byproduct of that is that I'm creating emotional intimacy with myself. I am training myself. I am teaching myself that I am a safe person to sit with, that I am capable of sitting with my painful feelings and nurturing myself through them without reacting to them. I am teaching myself that I am a trustworthy person. Since I've established intimacy with myself, that I can trust myself to sit through these and love myself and have compassion with myself, I can trust that another person can also be there for me and sit with me and see me and accept me fully, even when my spectrum of emotions is not the most pleasant to be living through in that moment. So by establishing greater intimacy with myself by myself, I'm allowing myself, I am installing the intimacy receptor inside of myself to be able to receive that intimacy in my union actual true intimacy allowing the other person to witness my internal processes and stay and accept me and be like not only is that okay i fucking love you for how you process these things i love how strong you are and resilient you are I love how deeply you trust yourself because that helps me trust you on a deeper level as well because everyone comes into a union with their own insecurities. So if another person can witness you handling your own insecurities in a secure way, it also helps them feel more secure in your union, which in turn fosters a deeper intimacy in your relationship, which creates this safe 
container of trust where you guys can both freely express yourselves and explore and grow together in a no judgment zone that's the dream at least that's the dream for me and it all started with moving through that fear of establishing intimacy with myself unflinchingly compassionately because yeah sex is cool but real intimacy is so much more erotic and like soul stirring beyond my wildest dream and i just want to end this episode with a quote by joyce brothers which says real intimacy is only possible to the degree that we can be honest about what we are doing and what we are feeling so I encourage you to be honest with yourself about where you're being dishonest with yourself. And that honesty, I promise you, holds the key. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lessons from Love Addiction. Love donations are always accepted. And if you enjoy the show, please don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast.